1: Yes, What's up, everybody? It is the CBC Wisdom Hour, episode number 144 for June 29th, 2021. I am Steve Wichell in New Orleans.
2: What's up? I'm Tony B in New Jersey.
1: You see how I changed the intro? I like that. Very nice. You like it better? It's better now? Much more gooder. Okay. Tony wanted me to t- change the picture of him. so Yes, I did. of course.
2: Gotta yes. Keep updating. Okay, Keep updating, Steve. We're 144 episodes in. You know, we can't have the same pictures every week.
1: And people are going to be like, which picture was different? You're going to have to go back and, and then, watch the exactly. intro again.
2: They're going to go back and they can watch the intro. And they can go back last week and look at the intro. Then right. watch the intro this
1: week and then try to compare. And spot the difference. So the first got- person the first person to get it right will receive a free Cover Band Central sticker that I will mail to you uh, postage free. So you just send me your address and I will mail you a Cover Band Central sticker if you can guess which picture is different in the intro this week, as opposed to last week, huh? You like it?
2: Hey dude, your mouth, your mouth is not matching your words. What do you mean? Like you're, like you're talking and then your mouth's going like this, but you're not saying the words of what you're saying when you're talking. So it doesn't match up. It's like a subtitle
1: movie. Are Are you saying the timing is off?
2: Okay. Now it's back. It was it was off. It was like there was a delay or something going on. It's a little
1: weird. Right. Do you I have to should I repeat the whole thing? That I said. No, they heard the you.
2: It just looked like you were you were in a subtitled movie. <laughs>
1: there you go. I got a new toy. I got actually a whole bag. I got a whole bag of these things from Amazon. And nice. I got it for one purpose. One purpose only. Giveaway the gig? No. I'll let you guess. Oh, let's, let's play. Stop the drummer. Why would I think to buy this plastic toy or a bag of them? And I'll, I'll let you hear the sound once again. I'll try to do it better, though. This isn't a very good one. They're, they no, make better ones than these. But. Are you
2: trying to do running with the devil and you need to, to, to have the, the whistle part in
1: there? That's a very good guess, but no.
2: Okay. Well, that's the only guess that really matters because it's the only important thing I think you would need that for.
1: Well, Unless what song to... did I tell you that we, we started playing lately?
2: Well, it may have the band logo on it, in which case you'll give them away for free and people will be excited to use them and they will, you know, quickly be thrown out of the bar when hundreds of people are blowing those things and the bouncers are like, all right, you got to go now. Yeah. Enough
1: of that. What song did I tell you that we just started playing recently? I forget, dude. There were so many. You named a lot. No, I did not.
2: Oh, Car Wash. That was one. Doesn't have that sound in it, though. Nope. Bad girl.
1: That was the other one, but have no, not in it either. It's one more. Don't know. Hard song to play. I talked about. You know, it's it's difficult. There's a riff in it that happens three times that the ba- all the bass guitar and keyboards play simultaneously. Don't know. Stevie oh, uh, Wonder.
2: Uh, uh, yes, correct. I was going to say the the runs, the 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 keyboard and and bass run you were saying.
1: In what song? I don't remember. Sir Duke. Ah, oh, yeah. There you go. Right before the second chorus. That's what you, you hear one of these before. whistles. Right. So that's exactly why I bought this, just for that one moment in time on stage that I can use this thing.
2: Kind like of like when I used to bring the megaphone to gigs to do the meatloaf, to do the the middle part. The Phil Rizzuto part. I used to drum it one handed and sing it through a megaphone.
1: Yeah, that's great. I've and seen then, other people do that. That's and the then Scott. the
2: megaphone would go away for you know the bat. You saw other other drummers sing it through a megaphone and play one handed.
1: No, no, I've seen other people use it though. Oh yeah, okay. Like that was the Scott Weiland thing. He would do that in uh, yes. yeah. St- Stone Temple Pilots and uh, Crackerman. I, uh, Crackerman and uh, I am smelling nice and close. Yep. Um, and probably a couple other things too, but, uh, Monty used to use it, a uh, Rob Monty from, uh, Dog Voices, Monty and the All-Stars, Rob Monty.
2: Yeah. Amazing how loud the megaphone is at sound check when no one's playing. And then when the band's playing, it's like, you can't even hear it. Right. Unless you, you do it, the, unless you do
1: it into the microphone. Use the microphone. That's, that's right. the deal. That's how you do that. That's um, the deal, Steve. That's the deal. All right. So last week I picked a topic right off the bat. And it kind of worked out well, so I did it this week again too.
2: A lot of feedback last week
1: on the yeah. topic, so I put it in the description so people are already starting to answer. So, uh, so we can discuss this as much as as far as we can take it. Okay, um, sounds good. But I, I mean, I'm going to tell you why I want to discuss this, and uh, see what you think about this. <laughs> tell um, us the method, the means to the madness. Well, I'm always ideas coming. I'm trying to do new things. And I'm doing this daily video thing Monday through Friday, uh, with a, a theme every day. We've talked about it before. Yep,
2: very commendable.
1: They're all on YouTube, and the the, the link is in the description uh, for our YouTube channel. If you want to click that and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, because that's and, you'll and, get notified
2: and, and like. Likes are very important. You got
1: like no, to subscribe. YouTube is the subscribe thing. You do like correct, you but you subscribe you, it to it.
2: Traffic to the video, Steve, just get it. But you can like
1: the videos, yeah. Correct. That That would be great, in fact. Um, I had a point. Oh, um, so I've been doing that too. So I'm going to start and see how this goes. And this is going to be like one of the first things I'm doing that's not live. I'm going to actually record this like my idol, Rick Beato, does. Okay. Uh, You know, a year or so ago, I didn't really know anything about him. You turned me on to him, and a couple other people mentioned him before. And I am just a big, big fan of him. I I watch a lot of his stuff. So I am going to directly rip off his idea and do a series called What Makes This Cover Band Great. Okay. So I'm I'm ripping off his What Makes the Song Great idea, and I'm going to do What Makes This Cover Band Great. And so I want to talk about that what makes for a great cover band? What is it that makes, what are the components that go all together that you would say that is a great cover band? And Spencer Morgan jumped in early and he said, it's the same thing that makes a great original band dynamics dynamics is certainly one of the components. Definitely. So what do you Tony B think are some of the important components your estimation and take them slowly you know one at a time and elaborate on this because we have an hour to fill
2: okay dynamics i like because i think if you only play at one volume it's stale it has no depth no no texture right so you definitely need dynamics i would agree with that that's an important element but not the
1: most important element and and when yeah and when we're, we're talking about dynamics what we mean is for those are that are that are new novice players is the, the uh, amount of volume essentially that you apply to your instrument. Intensity. Um, Intensity, which translates into the volume of, of it generally. Um, Correct. And you you play with different dynamics based on a number of factors. And one of them is the level that other people in the band are playing at one of them is the location venue the venue and also the kind of that goes with that is this the your ability to hear yourself and the other band so your monitor mix whether you have engineers or using wedge wedges correct Um, if you
2: can't hear your first tendency is going to be to play hard because you can't hear yourself you know play louder which isn't always the best thing. So you got to remember, even if you can't hear yourself and you sound checked and the volume was good at a moderate intensity, you want to try to remember to maintain that because if you you know, as a drummer, if you start playing louder and harder because you can't hear yourself, everyone in the band is going to turn up.
1: Correct. But uh, uh, perhaps the most important aspect of dynamics is playing the proper dynamics within the song because the dynamics quite often will change within a song based on the, the musical part Correct. that is going on and what you're trying to convey musically in the song. So you, I mean, you know, as a drummer, especially how, how much you, you will change in dynamics, how much you'll, you know, I, I'm sure you hit the symbol, like a crash symbol differently almost every time, in a song based yeah. on the part of the song or? Absolutely. Is that something that you really think about as a drummer a lot, or is it just come naturally?
2: To me now, it, come, it it's always come more naturally. I think as you evolve as a player and you get more experience and you, you have more time on the road, so to speak, you know, and, and, and more gigs under your belt, you start to, it starts to become a natural progression to where, you know, over the years I've gotten thinner symbols not necessarily smaller in diameter but thinner and um you know a big fan of like a lot of the sabian the 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 ozone type you know crashes where they have the holes in them so it looks like right. a flying saucer like swiss cheese yeah but the thing i love about that like as opposed to using say like a rock crash or a heavier full-bodied crashes you know when you hit that crash whether you hit it light or soft, it could be one dimensional and it's going to have a clangy, clanky sound to it. But when you're a young drummer starting out, you have a tendency to hit the symbol, not really swipe it. You know, as you learn, okay. like you swipe the symbol, right? So you're not hitting it like a direct blunt blow and the thicker the symbol, the better chance you have a crack in it. So when you have a thin symbol, especially one with the holes in it, when you do strike it, even if it's you know hard, it's going to be loud and fast. So it's going to, bam, and it's going to it's gonna quickly dissipate. It's not going to have a huge amount of resonance and clanging. And even if you're c- crashing on it, you know what I mean? It gives you a nice wash, but it doesn't have an overwhelming amount of ring and overtone to it. You know, symbols have come such a long way, in the, even in the past 10 years than they have, you know, even in the past five years, the technology is always changing. But to right. your point, if you're playing a song like Won't Get Fooled Again by The Who, there's not a ton of dynamics in that song. You know what I mean? in general it's pretty much out of the gate it's full you know it's a well you're talking you about know. Keith
1: Moon who didn't really practice dynamics as as much correct so i'm saying drummers. so yeah.
2: when i'm if i'm playing in that mindset then yes i'm hitting the symbols in an aggressive manner and you know i'm not really thinking about you know keeping them quiet but if i'm playing a song like let's say um like when we used to play um what's a good example of a song like uh, uh, counting blue cars you know that
1: song? Yes, Deshwala. Deshwala. Deshwala Correct. It, so
2: yeah. it's a very di- – it's a super dynamic song. Super dynamic. Right. So when you're when you're riding along in the groove, if all of a sudden you want to go, shh, shh, you know, like two cymbal crashes, you're not going to be like, bam, bam, you know what I mean? Because right. of the dynamic. So you're playing quietly. So you're going to kind of just sweep over them shh, shh, and just give a little color, a little texture, you know? Right. So, so I, I think cymbals can be super musical. And if you go oh, on yeah. YouTube and Google some drummers that are – you know, demonstrating different nuances of cymbals, uh, you'll see that you can be very musical, you know, yeah. with what you play in your cymbals. And I remember seeing Jerry Gaskell from King's X do a drum solo, and a minute of it was just cymbals. Just cymbals, a groove, yeah. A groove with cymbals, but they were, they were peisty. So they were like almost sound matched, but not exactly. So right. he had a shh, 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 shh. So as he was grooving, he'd go shh. shh, shh and he had a whole textured rhythm going with just that sibilance of the symbols so right. to answer your you know the long way to your question is yes i am thinking about it when i'm playing but i'm only thinking of it from perspective of what texture do i need to add in this part of the song i'm not gotcha. constantly thinking like oh i gotta make sure i don't hit that symbol too hard
1: you know what i mean right so yeah dynamics but per your instrument is also an important thing, but the overall thing. So that is a good point that Spencer brought up.
2: And I about. think, not to cut you off, see, I think it's most important for drummers because being an, un- an, a, but no, but an unamplified instrument, if you have your bass amp set on two, there's only a certain amount of volume you can get out of that when you're digging in. So even if your amp is on two and you're aggressively playing, the volume's not going to drastically change that much.
1: But if you're That's a drummer, right. but I would never play on two, what, you know? but,
2: but I'm just making a point. Even if you're on eight, you know what I'm saying? Uh, drums, it's like, if you get in the moment and you're hitting as hard as you can, you're, you're and no one else has changed their volume. You're instantly blowing the rest of the band up. You know what I mean? Right. You're blowing Agreed. the stage volume out. So for drummers, it's super important to be dynamic and also be conscious of your, your volume when you're playing, because, you know, you can drown people out very easily you know by just overplaying and playing too hard especially right. snare you know the drummer's wailing and cracking on that snare you know through the whole gig and it's mic'd up and it's just it, you know you didn't get a good sound check it can become disruptive you know
1: right so yeah i mean yeah dynamics are yeah huge uh, and or i know said uh does it depend on what so- what style of song you're playing and yeah that sure. that matters too you, you know you're going to approach Rock songs different than blues songs, different than jazz songs, different than you know anything else. So
2: like we were saying, like the who you're gonna play that, you know, full out. You're gonna play that, you know, as hard right. and as loud as you can.
1: Right. Um, my friend Danny says, Yo, Stevie, yo, Danny, is that Danny? Um, okay. So that is one aspect that I really am happy that Spencer brought up because that's not the first one I would think of. What makes a great cover band.
2: No, there's so many. I mean, if you want me to rattle off like my top 10 well, things I, like, and we'll come back to them, I would just say song selection.
1: Well, wait, 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 hang on. Let's, the audience has spoken, so let's let them chime in here. Um, and this is a little bit of a long one, but Jamie said, what makes a great cover band is the energy and the momentum that they provide to the audience. You have to know when to play a slow dance song or two, and then you know when to pick up the pace and get them happy. Need to put a song in their head that brings back a memory for them. So that's a lot. That's um, a lot to unpack there, really. Energy certainly having good energy on stage uh, is really a must. Whether and that doesn't mean you have to be like over the top, like acrobatic and, and moving a lot. Energy is just about how you're feeling and the vibe you're putting out to people.
2: And the collective energy. Of the whole band as a synergy, you know, synergistically.
1: So, yeah. Um, But I think,
2: like, but real quick to, like you said, unpacking what he said is just, yeah, the momentum, the energy, and putting the songs out there, I think that goes back to, like, reading the room. You know, you may not necessarily stick to your set list because if you're two or three songs down and you see that the room's not really reacting to it, you may need to, you know, throw something else in there based on what you think will get them going. And then it might take a couple of songs before you find that that nerve that, that ignites them. And then once, like you said, they're up and dancing, then you want to find other songs that are going to keep them up and dancing, you know, that are going to keep them engaged.
1: Right? Yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot that could fit under the umbrella of reading the room. And that is one of them, uh, you know, knowing when to play the right songs at the right time. Uh, cause, cause that's a kind of a separate thing than the energy. So that's why I said there's yes. a of pack. That's a whole different topic. Um,
2: But it is a collective energy in the room because you know as well as I do, the band can be high energy and having a great time. And if the room is dead and not vibing, you know, you're playing to a dead room for a couple of songs. It's a buzzkill. Way way different than when the whole place is packed and up against the stage and buying you drinks and, you know, and thoroughly enjoying themselves.
1: Yeah. And I have a perfect example for that for for me for two nights ago, Sunday night. Um, We started playing. I played famous store on Bourbon Street in New Orleans. We start at seven o'clock. Sunday is usually the slowest day, understandably. And it's summer right now, so it's a little slower here. It's very hot. And when we started, there was a decent amount of people in the room. And we were playing for a while, a little while, and some more people were coming in. And I was kind of like just sitting there, just daydreaming what you know, and and everybody was pretty much just hanging out at a table or you know, by the bar or whatever. They there wasn't a lot of milling about. So I was like. I wonder how many people are actually in this room right now. And I tried to guess. And I said, look, like, there's got to be at least like 50. And then I counted them. (laughs) I counted every person. And it's, it was including the staff, which was a few bartenders, some barbacks, doormen. It was 48 people were standing in the room at that time. Okay. And then as we went on, people were starting to leave. And I, I was like, it got to the point where I was like, all right, this is easy to count. 11, all right? That's like, I, I didn't have to take too long. It got down to two people. Wow. Uh, yeah, it dwindled, dwindled all the way down to two people were in the room. Just these two girls that were sitting in the back. They were having a good time. They were singing along and dancing. And I was like, well, gee, that's easy to count now, just those two people. And then Tracy, my singer, turned to me. And she goes, let's, let's do Sweet Home, which is generally a song that will bring people in off the street. Sweet Home Alabama. Mm-hmm. So I sing. So I'm like, okay. And so we did it. And sure enough, two people walked in. Another three people walked in. And then 15 minutes later, there were far too many people in that room for me to be able to count. Like there was way more than the 48 for when I had counted earlier. There was, like there was no way. Now there's people moving around and stuff. So to, to tie that in with what you're saying about the vibe, it's like we, we, we weren't upset. You know, we were having a good time on stage and we're laughing about it. The fact that there's only two people left. So like, ah, you know, we'll just do this song to try to get people in and had fun with it and it worked. So we had a collective really positive energy on stage. And then I think that translated out to there. And plus the timing of it was, it was probably just after dinner time now and people were getting out of restaurants. And they were walking around sure. and they hear, Oh, let's see. They hear a good song. Like, Oh, let's check out this band. And that's basically the way it works there on barber street. But,
2: so. Yeah, that's an anomaly too, right? Because that that whole scene down there, like you said, it's a sort of constantly rotating, revolving crowd. So you right. can go from 100 to five people, you know, in the course of an hour. Just so like that. Like, I mean, less than an, hour, an hour. hour. Yeah, right. You know, it's crazy. Because I played Saturday night right after it rained, super humid, like death hot out on Lake Apacon, you know, on the water, um, no breeze, dead still air um but packed place crowd was packed people were into it they were all sweaty didn't care um you know and it's funny because i forgot of all things what do you think is the one of the worst things a drummer could forget to bring to a gig a throne ding 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 there you go so i yeah so i get there and i realized for the, and i've never done that so all of a sudden I, for, I forget my throne because I took it out of my bag and I was using it for something else. I forgot to put it back in. So long story short, I have to make shift a plastic, you know, chair with my stuff piled on top of it with a moving blanket folded up. And I, I made it work. So about a quarter of the way into the second set, this guy, I noticed this guy off to my, to my left and he's standing pretty close by and he's Totally engaged, and he's watching the band, and he's watching me more than anybody. And I'm thinking this guy's got to be a drummer, you know, just because he looks like a drummer. Right. We finished the song. He comes right up. He's like, "Buddy, I'm a drummer. I live next door. I have a rock and sock hydraulic throne. You want me to go grab it real quick? I'll be right back with it." I'm like, "Yeah, great, dude." Ran ran home. Came back five
1: minutes later. Brought a throne.
2: That's so, great. He, yeah. he
1: should have known. Like while you're playing. <laughs> to just go grab it and, and yeah. Be, like, well, maybe you know. I was I was
2: almost tempted to tell him like no because I'm I'm good now. Like I figured it out. I've I played you know thirty right. songs already uh, on this lawn chair. But nonetheless, and they, the guy brought it down. It was great, you know. But what's the chances of that? You know, the guy living next door and having to throw It's fantastic. You know? And it, all it was right.
1: great. so I do have to get to. There's a lot of comments here. But so ham.
2: But we broke all the rules, Steve, because okay. the guy said casual. It's 95 degrees out. It's humid. You probably don't wanna wear jeans and like black shirts and like regular band gig guitar. You should probably wear tank tops and shorts. And if you have them like bare feet or sandals. And that was pretty much the vibe of the place. You know, people were, it's dinner place, but there was very casual.
1: Right on. very good. All right, so Brian said having a planned set list is a component that makes a, a great cover band. He's seen bands that stop playing almost after every song and decide what to play next. The crowd gets bored. I would agree with that in most cases. Dead um,
2: air is definitely an enemy.
1: Yeah, it is. I, I, I'm in this circumstance, in the, which I haven't experienced a lot before, but the club I'm in, we can get away with it. Not really dead air, but stopping and starting. We rarely go song to song in this band, in this club, because we can. Because it's like, the way the room is set up, you're very engaged with the audience and Tracy, our singer is, is excellent at engaging with the audience and getting people involved. And, um, people that come in there in that room generally stay, they just stay. And there's still, even between songs, Tracy's saying something on the mic, I'm saying on something on the mic, uh, my guitar player might be playing a little interlude. He plays like, if, if there's nothing going on, he'll always start playing like a little, like Beatles instrumental interlude. Uh So we always keep something going on on stage, but I would say in most cases, ninety-five percent of the cases, Brian, you should have a plan set list. You should go in knowing what you're you're doing, look confident on stage, and not look like he said, look at each other like, "All right, what are we doing next?" You know, nobody wants to see that from the crowd. No, you, know, you definitely not. It makes you look amateurish. Yep. Um, so that's an excellent point, Brian. That's an excellent component. We could probably list like fifty components of this. Which is good for my web series that i'm going to do right there, there you go youtube series uh, 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 uh. uh this this is debatable but chain says for us it works to do songs every band around here doesn't do for example acdc most people play shook me all night long they do shot down in flames and long way to the top he wrote "Shit down in flames but it, he meant shot down in flames yes
2: but you know what i would i would agree with that only because After playing in Weisenheimer's and playing all the usual songs that every band plays, right? Playing them well, though, and having a couple of eclectic mixes in there like, you know, Paradise by a Dashboard Light or Last Dance or songs that are a little out of the norm, you know? Then shifting to the new band, OC5, where they play, like we've discussed many times, you know, a very vast, obscure set list of hits, you know, great songs, but not, but I've never heard a band play them, you know, ever. And that's the one comment I can say now I've played probably six or seven gigs with these guys and every single gig people always come up and say, Hey, you guys sound great. Really enjoyed you guys. You know, it's excellent compliments, but every gig, at least five people say can't believe you played junior's farm by Paul McCartney and wings. Can't believe you played this song. Can't believe you played Bye Bye Love by The Cars, you know? Can't believe you played New Sensation. Can't believe you played this, that, that. you know? They, they say that they stayed. The reason they stayed was because they couldn't believe the songs we were playing. They've never heard bands play those songs before. And they're great songs, but they're just not your usual cover band mainstream, you know, repertoire.
1: Right. And that is definitely... A contributing factor to making a great cover band, playing songs that nobody else plays and doing them well. However, you could still have great cover bands that do play the same songs that everybody plays, but they do them well and they're appropriate for the game. Absolutely. Which is my case, where we play some songs that everybody would groan at. Mm-hmm. I sometimes groan at. Anybody t- calls Brown Eyed Girl, I groan, but we play. But I do groan.
2: And like I said, m- you know, these guys have been playing these songs for years. It's exciting for me because I've never played them before, you know? Right, right. So it's exciting because I'm just, I'm now getting comfortable with them. You know, you know how does You learn 70 songs, you got to play like 10 gigs worth of songs to really lock them in at least for me you know what i mean yeah to, to, to have them where like i'm comfortable and i don't need to even think about it anymore and i can be creative
1: you know right and if they're great songs who cares how many times you play them it's it's always fun to yeah. play a great song absolutely there's so so i was just thinking about it the other night and i've said this to you before definitely um probably on, uh, earlier shows but um we were playing don't stop believing one of these nights this past week and, and i was just thinking man i still love playing this song I love playing it. It's fun to play on bass. It's fun to sing the the harmonies to it. And it's fun watching the crowd go shit.
2: As long as the drummer knows the groove and plays it correctly.
1: Right. And
2: not yes. many do.
1: Yeah. Well, many do here that That's I've good. played with. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's Steve Smith. There's a tutorial on that, isn't there? On YouTube. Hey, you can go on
2: YouTube and he shows you exactly how he plays it. Yeah.
1: Noel well said it's a good talk.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, you. uh, because some of these comments I can't show, guys, because they're so long and they would just cover up our entire faces.
2: So can you just sy- synopsis? You know, put a quick. I'm well.
1: It's I'm trying to talk and listen to you and read at the same time, and it's there's so much <laughs> to read, and it's like hard to. Let's go. All right, Jimmy. All right, so I'll just I'll just read. Help no, Steve, I'll just,
2: out with the comments.
1: Jimmy, the, he can stay on break. Um. Uh. Uh. I don't know if I want to read this. I'm, I'm trying to skim through it. Okay. Uh, all right. This is a good one, Mark. Cote or coat. We have a pretty good light show as well as have a good set list. I believe that if the band is just okay, at least you got to put on a good show. Make them remember you. Good lighting. Good lighting. Good lighting. That is a simple component that you can that will contribute to your success, especially if you're videotaping stuff and people are watching it back on YouTube, you want it to look good. You want it to look presentable. Yeah. You want to be able to see everybody.
2: Well, cause you know, shooting video in a dark Speaking club, of if, lighting. You don't have, if you don't have really good lighting, right, it looks dim and dingy and it might sound great, but you can barely make out the people on the stage. It's not that, you know, sometimes stage lighting is kind of shitty. So like you said, you want to have, you know, some, bright lights and some other accent lights where you can really light
1: up the stage, you know? I'm the only one I that I know in New Orleans that does this, but I get anal about the stage lights at where we play. Yeah and, you have to but nobody else notices. Nobody else even cares. Well they care when they see it look better. Well do you have a light
2: it. do you have a light guy, a lighting no. guy?
1: What are you kidding me? So they you barely have a sound guy.
2: So you just put the lights on like you know the chaser setting to where they're moving around as you're playing and they're changing colors. Or ideally, that's right.
1: the way it should be. But whoever there's DJs that go they're in the booth, same booth, the sound booth. It's just very small. It's hard to get into. You have to crawl under underneath this little door and like wrench your back up this way. It's it's and it's a little area. But there's the the lighting controls in there too. So. I had somebody show me a couple a few weeks ago how to change the lights because we would go in there and it's just every sing- And there's a lot of lights. There's a good lighting on the stage. It's from the back and from the front and everything, but they were all red, just like blood yeah, like right. red and yeah. every yeah. single one was red and it wasn't changing. And we're playing. And I'm just like, this doesn't, there's no good. It no, can't no be way. red. So ideally, you put the chaser on yeah you know, so they're changing colors and they're right. moving sort of almost with the beat and uh yeah i get i it really affects my playing too if like i'll i'll get start to overthink it like why is everything purple it's just purple well, we used More to have hundred. a foot
2: pedal where you, you know, Kel could adjust the colors of the lights, like override the chaser feature, you know? There you go. So if we would do blue cars, when it, when Jimmy would start it, he would quickly switch everything to blue, make the whole stage blue, yeah. you know? So that's clever. And then we had a cool at the end of the song, if it was a big finale ending, and boom, he would have a blackout button where he could step on it and black out the whole stage. And then next goal, the lights come back on again, you know? Simple stuff. It's an easy pedal. It's like a $10 thing, you know? But used effectively, it makes a huge impact.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. Because you know, that's, if you had a real light person in a light show, that's the things, those are the things yeah, that would you, be you doing. you see
2: a professional band, you know, that's what happens, right? You know, lights are on, lights are off. It's not just lights on all the time, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, especially like the arena shows that, where yeah. it's, it's massive production.
2: And again, that's a sense of dynamics too. It's a visual dynamic, not just a good point. An, an, an audio dynamic, you know?
1: That is an excellent point. Visual dynamics.
2: Yeah, it is because it's the same thing, right? It's texture. It's experience, right? If, like I said, if you go and you see a band and they're st- they're talking about songs in between every song and they're stopping and they have you know one light and it's on all the time and and they're playing at the right. same volume, you know what I mean? It's gonna it's gonna get old quickly. But if you're engaged with the band and they're dynamic and they have volume and they have you know highs and lows and the lights are here and there and it, you know it's more like I said, visual. You know, people get attracted. To To that visual aspect of it too and they're going to be more engaged sonically
1: because of it agreed sorry now i'm trying to read more comments walters in guatemala says greetings welcome walter hold on Um, walter i mean this conversation gregory we're not going to get deep into this we've had this conversation before but uh do you do them like the records or you do your own take on them I don't think that i that is a conversation to have. And it, you can go back to previous wisdom hours and, and hear us talk about it ad noisium. But I don't think that is necessarily a thing you consider what as far as a cover band being great. Unless you you, you see them say, oh man, they did this incredible take on Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones, way different. Then yeah, that's, that's a contributing factor. But you could also say, wow, they did it just like the record. It sounded amazing. Correct. You know, so and we've so, had the
2: debate between cover and tribute band, right? Like tribute band, you know, e- even those bands, when they play live, they stretch the, the the originals too, you know? They stretch their own songs, right? When you hear a live version, it may be slightly different than the record.
1: Right. You know? You'll be proud of Scott Tony. He says, as a drummer, he prides himself in playing Don't Stop Belie- Believing as close to the original. He always gets a kick out of guys who don't even come close. You can watch Steve Smith show you how to do it. Um, at least
2: make an effort. Dude, I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. Because I can totally appreciate that. Because when we used to play that in Weisenheimer's, I had many drummer guys come up to me and say, dude, it loved that. It really enjoyed the fact that you played it right. You know, yeah. like they would they would notice it, you know. But yes. yeah. That that is funny though. I've seen guys play it straight. Dun, 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 dun,
1: dun. Tch, tch, tch,
2: tch, 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 you know, no toms, no, no, oh. you know, off, you know, offbeat cymbal bells, nothing.
1: Uh, I doubt that, it. Anybody notice, you know what? That, I doubt that's, that's, anybody that. would notice uh, unless you're a musician.
2: I, I know. But when you play it correctly, though, you're playing open. You know, you got your high hat. Uh, you know, you're playing with your left hand and your, your right hand is, is playing on the snare so you can move it to the toms. You're not playing crossed over. In other words, you know what I mean? You're playing open. That's how Steve plays it, too. So that's right. something you don't see a lot of guys do also. You know what I mean? They'll Agreed. play it correctly, but they'll play it crossed overhand and they'll be reaching out as opposed to playing open and having the versatility.
1: Right. All right. So Walter says a good cover band should have a differentiating factor, like a great singer, good show, a star player, also known as a well-known musician, a singer that has great interaction with the crowd. Um, yeah. Walter looks a little young there. Tell me how old you are, Walter.
2: But that definitely helps. I mean, he's correct on all those fronts. You know, if you have, you know, a a superstar guitar player, you know, an Eddie Van Halen type guy, or you have a great drummer, you have a great singer, you know, that will definitely set the band apart. Sure. As long as everyone else is not too far behind. You know what I mean? You can't have a superstar singer and the band's like a B plus, you know?
1: Correct. Oh, Walter says he's 43 and he's laughing. (laughs) <laughs> Does he look like, if that's his picture, that, doesn't that, he look that, very that, young?
2: It could be his, one of his relatives. It could be one of his family members. It may not be him. Be, maybe not be him. But, but he may look. Re, he
1: looks real good for 43, though. You know what?
2: 43, you're still young, my friend. I got to move it's, to Guatemala and get some of that food and sun.
1: Um, Culture. Is that, is that where it was from? Yep, Guatemala. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Good oh, memory. Yeah. Uh, all right. So. What else you got there so Steve. uh uh Pete said his emphasis of these days is on putting on great theatrics, dancing, and in-between song banter. Great musicianship yep. only gets so far in the club environment. Yep. People want more than just great music, and that is absolutely true. If you are playing in a band on stage and getting paid for it, you are in the entertainment business and you are meant to entertain. And there are many ways to entertain one on stage yep. and like he said, theatrics look like you're having fun, dance to the song, well talk to the crowd in between, involve them. Be you know
2: interesting. We talked about the Kiss documentary a little bit before we went on. Put on, on, on our, a right? show. Right. So yeah, so right. right now I forget what it's on, but Kiss is they're doing the, it's called Kistery, right? It's two part special on KISS and it's all about history of KISS. But in a nutshell, basically what Gene Simmons said was they were they were in a band him and Paul Stanley, and they got a record deal and they cut the album and when they were all done with the record, he said it was like a mediocre band and they weren't really into it so they told the rest of the band they were fired and then the band said, well, you can't fire us because we have a record deal and we're signed to the label. So they said, okay, well, then we're going to quit. So they quit the band. Then they formed Kiss and he said they auditioned a bunch of guys and they got the best of the best and they ended up with Ace and, and, and Peter Criss and him and Paul and he said they went out and they were they were playing and they were great but he said there was... They were blowing all these bands away, but no they had no no differentiating factor, you know? So they decided to stay the New York Dolls was a big band at the time. And they were kinda like dressed in drag. They were real, you know, pretty boys and they had it was before yeah. hair bands, you know, this is like mid seventies.
1: David Johansson.
2: So they went the other way. So Kiss said they tried to do that but they were, you know, Gene Simmons is a big 6 foot 4, 6 foot 6 guy, 225 pounds, nothing really sexy or feminine looking about him, you know what I mean? So they went to the cl- the makeup store and bought clown makeup. And they went back and said, "You put on your face whatever persona you want to be." And that's how they came up with it. And then they all then came out and he said they wore the makeup all the time. When they were out in public, when they weren't playing, if they were in the mall, if they were in a bar, every every gig they had the makeup on, the theatrics, the, the clothes, and everyone started remembering them for that, and that's how they made their first impact. Then, you know, they said once they started getting bigger, they were on tour, and he said that they were, they were, they were out outshining the headlining bands, and they kept getting kicked off of tours because the <laughs> headliners were saying like, we don't want a Kiss opening for us because they're stealing the show. Like, we can't, it's hard to follow them. So then once they started, you know, really making money, then they had the 15-foot r- drum riser that came out of the stage, you know, and picked up with the flames shooting out, and Gene was shooting, you know, spitting the fire, and he went to fire-breathing school to learn how to do it and set his hair on fire the first couple of times, but it was all part of the show, and, you know, spitting the blood, and it was the whole act, you know? And when they reached their peak, that was, you know, part of that whole persona, and Kiss became a worldwide phenomenon. You know, because of that, and then they said they started going to shows and seeing five, six, seven, eight-year-old kids dressed up in kiss makeup with right. their parents at the concerts, you know. Then they started with the lunch boxes and the thermoses, you know, and the marketing, and they were making millions and millions of dollars. Merchandising
1: marketing geniuses. Big they time. Were.
2: But they kept evolving themselves because he said every time that they, they would start to fade out, like, you know, then they had turmoil in the band and I don't want to give it away for everybody. But, you know, they had to keep evolving to the point where then they unmasked themselves to try and get a, to get a new, you know, fervor behind them of saying like, OK, like it, it's it's the, the old shtick with the makeup is old now. And plus, you know, once Ace and Peter left and they replaced them with um I think it was
1: Vinnie Vincent, Vinnie Vincent and, and
2: Eric, Carr. Eric, Eric Carr. He said the band was kick ass, but they didn't have the, the you know, Vinnie Vincent had his own makeup and Eric Carr had, it wasn't the cat Peter Chris anymore. Right. So people didn't identify with the band because it wasn't the same guys. Right. And that's when they had to change it up and take all the makeup off as a marketing ploy to say, Hey, listen, we're not selling albums. You know, people have lost interest there onto other things. Now we missed the boat. It's hair band time. Now, you know, we are right. into the eighties and you know, early nineties, yeah. and they needed to, to reinvent themselves, but they constantly did, which was pretty cool to see their evolution of how they did it. But that was the original shtick. Gene said, and Paul said, we have to do something so outrageous that it sets us apart because we're a great band musically, but we- to, you know, the, that gentleman's point, you need to put on a show. Right. Yeah. And once they did that, they became superstars, you know? Yeah.
1: I'm going to check out the Kiss documentary. I, I haven't had a chance to see it, but yeah, it's I, pretty cool. I will definitely ch- check it out. I was a big fan of Kiss. Um uh, 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 uh Yeah. Pat says, I mean, this is one a no-brainer. All you have to be is fun. And if you have fun, it will translate. And that, that is part of something that makes a great band. If I see a band and, I, and if I go out to a club and I see a band and they're all having fun, I'm gonna say they're a great band, and I'll say, but yeah, okay. The guitar player didn't really play that solo, right? And uh, well, like we yeah, said, maybe about- the singer was a little flat, and maybe they didn't really hit all the harmonies. But then they were fun, so yeah, that's. Look,
2: look at back in the day, Dog Voices, right? They weren't right. The, the tightest band on the circuit, but they were definitely the, the biggest band. You know, it was yeah, party. They were centric. great players, though. They were was, all but great. Was, musicians. But but it was party time, is what I'm saying. You know, the, right. the, the people went not to go because they wanted to see the guitar solo, you know. Right,
1: right. Steve said entertaining first, too many bands are way too serious. And I agree. People yeah. are out having fun, they're drinking, they're out with their friends, out on a date, whatever it is. They're I they don't
2: want to see the lead singer with a puss on, you know, like not like, looking like he doesn't want to be there, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean Pete. I'll give him his little soapbox here, but he said he irks him how many club cover shows are boring to watch. You can tell them they're just going through the motions. No wonder people hire DJs. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons for, I mean, there's Pete, many reasons. He hasn't hire. seen a
2: good band obviously in a while.
1: Well, no, I'm sure he has, but there's many people that hire DJs for different reasons. So, you know, it's not, you know, we don't want to slam on DJs because they have their own thing. Um, Uh, Yeah. And Steve also said, uh, live music is at a crossroads. It's our responsibility to keep it alive. Don't kill it trying to be uber precise. Just be fun and joyful. And yes, I agree. It's our responsibility to keep going. That's part of my mission with Cover Band Central. Um, yeah, but did, fun
2: fun factor is definitely important. Like you got to get the crowd engaged, and if you're having fun and laughing and having a great time, and you're not too serious, you know what I mean? Then the people are gonna are gonna take it that way too, you know? Agreed.
1: Uh, uh, Big time. And Ben, yeah, Walter mentioned band chemistry is important. If players are good enough, the band as a whole sounds better if they're having a good time, and the excellent players that hate each other. And we have both been in those situations where. We're in a band where somebody doesn't like the other person. I Correct. know you and I have both have been in that situation.
2: And, yeah. And, or they're too serious and it comes across to the crowd where, you know, I mean, listen, I noticed it playing with these guys, this band I'm in now, these guys are all laid back. They're super cool. It's chill. They all interact with the crowd. It's not serious. You know what I mean? And the people react to that, you know? There's mm-hmm. banter, crowds talking to you in between songs, people are coming up, requesting songs, people are jumping up and dancing, they want to get on the mic and sing along a little bit, which, you know, is a touchy thing sometimes, but it's just a different vibe. So when you, you know, you, like you said, the energy that the band puts off definitely gets absorbed, assimilated by the crowd, and then reflected back to you, you know? Yes, absolutely. So if you're having a great time and you're loose and you're partying, but, you know, the band sounds good too. I mean, I think first and foremost, the band, you got to have fun, but the band has to be tight and sound good. If the band, if the sound is crappy and the band's not tight, I don't care what you do. It's not going to be good.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So you need the, a foundation the... to build on. Yeah. So, I mean, you could simply say for what makes a cover band, this co- a cover band great is good musicianship and overall you know, being tight with each other. Yeah. And, uh, Um, and
2: and not hating people in the band. And then you can build a tremendous entity from that.
1: Yeah. But, but I'm, I'm going to do this video series and I'm trying to look at it at a point of view of if I'm watching a video. So I, I would like people out there in the cover band central audience, if you want me to feature your band and you think your band is great. And you think that you have a lot of these components that we've been discussing, Send me a video, send me a link to videos, your website, your Facebook page, and I'll check it out. Send it to Steve at CoverBandCentral.com. Make sure you include links as much as you can and as much information as you can. And if, you know, if you fall under this umbrella with all these components, then I will feature you in my video series that I'm going to do that I'm ripping off from Rick Biotta. Um, so
2: well, you shouldn't really say that you're ripping it off from him because you're I'm, I'm inspired you're, by you're inspired by and fueled by, you know, your passion is fueled by the inspiration that he's given you from what he's done with it. And now you're going to take that inspiration and go in a little bit different direction with it, but feature something else. That's
1: great. Right. And what makes this cover band great? And these are all very good points that uh, everybody's put up. Anybody's
2: mention attire? In your comments? Nobody
1: has, but okay. Adam is talking to the right people when he says drum and bass solid is a must. Yeah, absolutely. Because you got uh, drum and bass right here in front of you, and yeah. uh, we know, we know that we are the backbone of. Quality. We've
2: experienced the solidity. We- <laughs> dude there was a point in time when you and i used to play and i remember even the gigs at the loft where we were super tight and knew where each other what we were doing without thinking about it you know oh yeah we just, for we sure. just, go, we just go places and it was great as a matter of fact you know chemistry was a good one the guy hit on before because it's very rare to find and that was one thing that struck me like when you and i first played together that the, the first gig when you subbed right it was like two songs in you and i were both like wow this is like comfortable and easy yeah like, it was like oh you know, yeah, right like oh. yeah or oh, yeah, orange lantern but we clicked you know what I mean and then by you know by the second set we were already locked and we having a great gig you know and that yeah. was the thing that gene said in that kiss documentary he said when Peter and Ace left it just wasn't the same band anymore not that Eric Carr and Vinnie Vincent were just as talented musicians and they were solid and they were great and they were good guys and good players and they were good dudes to be around but he just said the chemistry you know the personality that comes through your instrument when you play it's going to be different when you put a different drummer in the seat. It's going to be different when you put a different guitar player, different bass player, you know, the band's going to change. Yeah. It, it, absolutely. Can't, help. it can't help, but not to
1: can't help you change one component to a, a recipe and it, it, right. it changes the entire dish. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but I, I mean, I experience that all the time here because I play with so many different people.
2: So one thing I would say too, is if you have a band and, you know, appreciate the guy, the people in the band with you, you know, don't take them for granted, you know, just because the band's great, but you want to have camaraderie and you want to appreciate the people you play with because there's nothing worse than not being appreciated for what you do. And that's the certain demise. And then people become disinterested because, you know, if you're pouring your heart and soul into it, Steve, and you're, you know, you're doing a great job. And I, I really don't acknowledge it and just be like, well, of course you are. You're expected to do that. That's what I pay you for. You know, Mm. like how long are you going to want to stay in that band?
1: I know I've been in that situation too.
2: Yeah, exactly. So you're just like, okay, Take it easy, dude. Don't need that,
1: right? Yeah, gotta no, have fun. Music yeah, so, is, is fun, should be, yeah,
2: fun. definitely fun. But be grateful for that. What you have, you know,
1: all right. Uh, 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 uh. so Steve, uh, different Steve Cavi Cavlin says if he sees a band and they're really good, he could, couldn't care less about if they interact with the crowd and agreed. Agree. It depends it looks, on the venue. They're,
2: they're delivering the goods too, right? That's the number one thing we just said. They got it. They got to be solid and, and play the songs. Everything else beyond that is is you know theatrics and entertainment. But the band uh, has to be good.
1: And it depends on the venue and the event and what it is and what's going on in the room and the vibe of the room. If there's dead air in between songs and it makes everything else uncomfortable, you can feel that in the room. You can feel yeah. it from the stage. You can feel it if you're in the crowd. Yep. But. If if they're not interacting and there's there's no discomfort, everybody in the room is just you know having a blast with each other and just by being there, then yep. yeah. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, it's it's all about the vibe of the room, and but- you dictate the vibe. By the way, as as the band, and I've I've made the statement before, you're in the entertainment business, but as the band in a club, you are the movie screen of the theater. You are the one that is, is conducting the show. You are creating the vibe. It is your responsibility. So. If you're having a great time, you've got a great vibe on stage, then that will translate out there and they will have that too. They can't not. That's the way it works.
2: And I've noticed too, Steve, now post COVID getting back out and playing that every gig we've played is like a concert. It's like captive audience applauding after every song. You know what I mean? Like all eyes on the band. Like people are super engaged for this live, you know, to get back out and see live music again. So it's a great time to be in a band super exciting you know and it really
1: is i feel it too We've, i feel it here yep. same thing even though it's not as busy but but then i, I talked about the sunday thing I, when i played and there was only two people and then then eventually it got packed or, or got busier and then we went on break and we came back and it was packed and it was packed for the rest of the night right and we and it makes it go by so much quicker we have so much fun Uh, playing, uh, I I mean, I'm very fortunate to play with some really, really good musicians and and it's, it's such a treat because I can be at my best when I'm playing with people who are really good. Sure. I'm very comfortable in that situation. Um, I really feel honored and blessed to be able to do what I do, uh, week, week after week, especially where I do it and with the people I do it, uh, you know with
2: and it gives you confidence knowing way. that the band has your back so to speak you know what I mean that you oh, can shit. do what you got to do and you can stretch a little bit if you have to and no one's gonna really you know be phased by it right so it's gonna still be solid right so yeah
1: confidence support there. you know we we all support each other um and, and uh uh have mutual respect uh, that that is even it's just the unspoken respect is there uh, but it's even it is spoken as well um so it's it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a blast and, and I'm really, really look, looking forward to when the season picks up for here, which is in the fall when it's football season. Yeah. And last year, of course, COVID people weren't coming to town for the for the games because people couldn't go to the games. Mm-hmm. So and we weren't playing at all. So I feel like this year, like you said, it's going to be just like everything is a concert. Everything is a party. Yeah. Everything is an event. Um, I'm really super psyched for this fall. But I'm super psyched now, too. It's just very hot here. Yeah, it is very hot. It's very hot up in Jersey, too. It was 100
2: 100 here today.
1: (laughs) It's not even 100 here today. It was like 90, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it was hot. It's weird, right? We're closer to the equator.
2: And it's going to be 70s at the end of the week, so go figure. There you go. Kooky summer.
1: Yes. Um, All right. All right. All right, so Richard just says, this is way too long to put up, but he said that having fun is a factor, uh, but it's important to interact with the audience, make them feel that like they're part of the show, and, of course, you have to be tight. The and, yeah, we we talked about that already, but interacting with the audience is, is, is super important. It, 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 and it depends on the kind of gig you're playing, too, and the venue as with regards to how much you're going to interact with them. Like, we're, in our situation, we have... If, if it's anybody's, anybody's birthday, Tracy, my singer, brings them up on stage. She has her little spiel that she does with each, with each person. And it's always funny. It's always fun. And then she says, at the count of three, everybody say happy birthday. And she goes, one, two, three. And my drummer will click off four, and we play birthday by yeah, Beatles. Beatles. Uh-huh. But we only play you know, up yeah, to the first bit. chorus, and then we stop. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then... Uh, quite often and that that this happened this weekend that somebody else in the room will be hey it's my birthday too and she will get him up here and then we go through the same sp- same spiel and we play birthday again but we play it faster each time so <laughs> each, so each each time a birthday comes up and then by the fifth or sixth time we're I mean and we really do it, and it's so. Funny. You
2: want to. So, if you're, it's your birthday, you want to announce it early so that you get the. You want to get small, the long,
1: the long version,
2: and most time on stage, not the fifteen second. Okay, you're the tenth person up here now. You got to go.
1: Some people. I, I there was a girl that Tracy brought up the other day that she didn't want to even be up there. She's like,
2: uh. <laughs> some people don't want to be on stage, Steve.
1: Yeah, not everybody know, want wants to be people. a star.
2: That's right. You know. But I think every band, you know, that's and that's a strong point to have a, a good front person, you know, and some bands will have a natural extroverted front person. Right. That is, is easily interacts with the crowd. Great. You know, and other bands, that front person has to work at that. You know, maybe they're not as comfortable, you know, they're great singer, you know, a great guitar player, but they don't they're they are shy. You know, they don't have comfortability, you know, with the crowd, so to speak, you know. And I remember seeing yes. Foo Fighters for the first time 10 years ago and Dave Grohl came out and it was at, you know, Brendan Burn Arena. So it was that whole 20, 22,000, something like that. And he came out on the catwalk and I mean, he owned that place, you know, and he was, he was interacting with the crowd with 22,000 people. Like he was at a, a bar gig with 15 people. Right. You know what I mean? super chill, relaxed, getting people pumped up and, you know, having conversations in between songs with the whole place, you know, and just, it was, you know, he walked out by himself for the first five minutes and did his whole spiel, you know, how they've been playing for 50 at that time, you know, 15 years and get prepared for a four hour show and they don't care if they go over and they'll pay the fine. We're, we're going to blow this place up tonight. You know, before they've even played a note, the place is completely charged. You know, the place is like ready to, to, to explode. So I will say he's probably one of the best front men I've seen in a long time as far as engaging and interacting with the crowd and owning the room. He owned that stadium like it was, like I said, it was like a person's living room.
1: Yeah, you could tell Dave Grohl is just super comfortable in his own skin. He he, he is who he is and he is proud of it. And he has been in this industry since he was a kid, you know, and he played in one of the biggest bands ever in the history of rock music when he was very young. And, and so, and he's, but he's come a lot, lot further, obviously, in Foo Fighters. But.
2: Well, he took the ball and ran with it, for sure, you know?
1: Yeah. He's one I want to interview, Dave. I want to get Dave. I want to talk to Dave. Let me know when you get him. I will. I'll have him on uh, Wisdom Hour. Anybody yeah. know his number out there? Let me know. He, his email.
2: <laughs> his email. Send off. me his email. You want to speed dial, quick. I got to talk to
1: Dave. Yeah. Um, so today, I had this, I did this um, a uh, webinar thing with Banzoogle and it was really, really cool. It's this guy, Dave, his name is Dave cool. That's his actual name. Dave cool. Dave cool. Was he cool? Uh, yeah, he was very cool. Um, from Banzoogle, Banzoogle is one of the best websites out there. It, it's the industry leader as far as m- making websites for musicians and bands so and musicians. They, that's right. That's, and we
2: were going to, we were going to talk about that and we're going to run out of time. So we, you got to bring that back up next week because I want to talk about websites. Cause I'm going to speak, getting mine going soon too so i need to i I,
1: I was just about to wrap it so okay. it's yeah Wait, i was but, doing but, a but commercial I to, tony you can't but hang up up but what i
2: wanted to what i wanted to say was and you can go back to your commercial was dude think about that though he, that means when people walk up to him he they say hey man what's your name he goes cool
1: dave cool i think he's humble about it i don't think he's acts like that that that's but, the impression but he, could, got. but he
2: could but he could if he wanted to
1: i did a webinar this afternoon it's on the youtube channel please go watch it and check it out uh, he he and benzoogler are offering cover band central members a special discount 30 days free trial and 15 percent off your first year and the prices are super super duper affordable and there's nobody better at that they're the industry leader in websites for musicians you yep. need a website if you don't have one already you need one and if you have one and it sucks then you need to sign up on Bandzoogle. This I, I swear I wouldn't pitch this to you guys if I didn't really believe in it if I didn't really mean it. Um this is the real deal. So check out that webinar from earlier. Um it's on our YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, please and click just click on the link in the description and then and, you'll see the interview with Dave Cool.
2: And it's Bandzoogle with a Z, right? Bandzoogle, yes.
1: Cool. Um we we, uh, we had a great time talking this afternoon, and he gave a lot of really good pointers to musicians for um, for designing websites and the stuff you need. And Banzoogle sets it all up for you. Easy peasy, drag, drag and drop, click and point, point and click, and you get it done. <laughs> drag it's, and drop. Yeah, drag and drop and lock point, and pop. Point and click, you know. And do all bit. those things, Robert. Said great show, guys. Thanks, Robert, for watching. I love Robert. He's a good friend, a awesome. bass player, excellent bass player in New Orleans. Plays with Rockbox at Fat Cats on uh, Friday and Saturday. All right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in for this number one forty four. We will be back next week for one forty five. Go make out and make your band great. Make Take your band great. Down. Watch out for make my new it. series. Right. Uh, make sure you check out the daily videos I do Monday through Friday on the Curve Man Center channel. All of them. they are all archived on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to that. And uh, we will see you next week.